0: Good morning. Good, morning. Good morning. Welcome to the worship at First Presbyterian Church, St. Albans, as we uh, come together in uh, joy and in the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. We hope that at the end of the worship, you stick around. We're going to have a, a congregational meeting to elect NDPs to uh, session uh, to be the class of 2023. Uh, Sessions already elected her to be part of Sessions, so we thought, why not put her to even greater work? So there we go. Uh, so that that will be immediately following the worship. We're glad that Josh is here to lead us in music this morning along with Mary Ellen, and we're glad you're here to share in the glory of our Lord. You can see in the bulletin that the people will be keeping in prayer this week, uh, also for the anniversaries and birthdays happening also. Uh, I know one, one person on our prayer concerns, Jack Rogers, is back with us, so we're glad to have him back on our presence. <laughs> doing, doing the uh, hands there. Uh, keep, keep also Mike Clark in, in prayer as he recovers from his back surgery. It seems to be successful. He is still in some pain, but he, that's uh, being mitigated. And uh, his, uh, his mom nurse is doing quite a good job as well. So let us uh, continue in our worship. Let us uh, join together, you silently, me out loud, with a call to worship. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wonderful works he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of his servant Abraham, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. And now let us uh, meditate on our... Opening song, Sweet Hour of Prayer. Of peace, we hope that you can take out your devices. Yes, you're approved to do that right now. And text, email, uh, message someone that uh, you're thinking of them, that you hope that, that they have a chance to join us online with our worship here. Uh, and may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you and also with you. Let us come together as we seek our, our Lord in confession, and let us join again silently together in our prayer of confession. God of mystery, God of life, we imagine that we are capable judges of power and wisdom and goodness. We trust our own standards, our, we separate and categorize, we mark the performance of others. We fail to trust your power hidden in all things. We fail to watch for you, working out your purposes. Gracious God, transform our withered imaginations until we yield to the hidden judgments we must trust, to a love we cannot control. Let's continue in silent confession. then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? Sisters and brothers, nothing we have done, nothing we will ever do, is enough to separate us from the love of God made known in Jesus Christ. Please turn to your neighbor and share these words of assurance. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Turn to our first scripture lesson today from the 29th chapter of Genesis, reading verses 15 through 28. If you have your Bible or device open, you can follow along. Genesis 29, beginning with verse 15. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me. What shall your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were lovely, and Rachel was graceful and beautiful. Jacob loved Rachel. So he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than That I should give her to any other man stay with me so Jacob served seven years for Rachel and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her then Jacob said to Laban give me my wife that I may go in to her for my time is completed so Laban gathered together all the people of the place and made a feast but in the evening he took his brother his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and he went into her. Laban gave his maid Zilpah to his daughter Leah to be her maid. When morning came, it was Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Did I not serve you for Rachel? Why then have you deceived me? Laban said, This is done in our country, giving the younger before the firstborn. Complete, oh, excuse me, this is not done in our country, giving the younger before the firstborn. Complete the week for this one, and we will give you the other also in return for serving me another seven years. Jacob did so, completed her week. Then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel as a wife. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Out there, we, I have a, a singing children's message, and I'm hoping that this works out right. This is this is a song I learned a long time ago at camp. Uh, another uh, pastor and I shared a directorship of a, a camp for for first-time campers, and let's just say John was a unique person, and he had this song that he uh, like to sing. it was uh, he called it his fruity song of joy to God. and you will understand what I'm saying because it it has to do with all of the scriptures we've been sharing this summer have been about seeds, have have been about uh, the parables of Jesus and seeds which we will continue in a, in another uh, just a short bit from Matthew. So this one, you know fruits have seeds. so this sort of fits. Anyway, I'm going to pull this out here to the camera that maybe we can all oh, see it. Anyway, hope you can hear me. He's a peach of a savior. Should I sing it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's a peach of a savior. He's the apple of my eye. He's the pruner of my branches when the branches get too high. He stomps out the grapes of wrath, and here's the raisin wine. I'm just bananas for the Lord. Uh, he's the vine and where the branches. He's the vine and we're the branches. He's the vine and where the branches. I'm just bananas for the Lord. Where <laughs> you go? If you want those words, I can give them to you. Hold oh. the applause. <laughs> That's just a, a, a way to remind us that there's puns are good, God is good, and we have to keep planting seeds for our Lord and Savior, right? Amen and amen. Our next uh, sermon scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew, like I said, from the thirteenth chapter. We continue with the parables of Jesus. This is, uh, if all these parables sound familiar, this is kind of related to the fourth chapter of Mark. You know, all these parables are there in that same order. They're told slightly differently, as as happens in our Gospels. But these two par- two very short parables are verses 31 through 33, again in Matthew 13. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of air may come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until it was all leaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now you might wonder about these hidden treasures we're talking about today, the, the, the hidden yeast and the little tiny mustard seed buried in the ground but you know there's a lot to all those things from our bible to which we can teach and th- these parables lift up something even more special for us because like everything it's it has a little secret and mystery to it but it's always better to have it explained right We don't like secrets and mysteries. And one thing that's uh, not really a secret is, and and I know it it happened in my family, it was probably true in your family as well, that the firstborn, the eldest of the family, always tended to always get the chance to do things first. Whether that was good or bad, it, it always happened. You may have been the first to give a, to be given the opportunity to wash dishes, or to mow the yard, or join the church. You may have been the first to date, you may have been the first to drive, you may have been the first to go to college, and maybe even the first to get married. It was kind of the what was expected of the first. You would break ground for everybody else following you. and I know my last brother, the fifth one in line, boy, he had it so easy because the others of us had really paved the way for him. But you know, if, if you open up your parenting manual, you won't find that rule written down anywhere you won't find that stipulated as a regulation that the first gets the the first crack at whatever job or opportunity. It's not there, but it happens, right? In almost every family. It's one of those unwritten rules. It's one of those things that happen, and we don't know why. There's nothing to say this is the way it's supposed to be. They're not printed out They're not explicit It's kind of like in The words of institution That we use in communion And you may have heard it year For years and years and years And Jesus took bread Gave thanks and broke it Well it finally struck me one day Jesus gave thanks Why wasn't that explained? What, what kind of thanks did Jesus give? So I started researching and discovered that because this was the Passover meal that Jesus was offering with his, uh, uh, celebrating with his disciples, well there are lots of giving thankful prayers in the course of the Passover meal. A a true Passover meal might last four hours with, with all the rituals and with all the prayers and with all the singing and with all the eating. And there are Quite a few places where there are thanksgiving for different parts of the, the ritual. And there's definitely a, a thankful prayer for bread, and there's definitely a thankful prayer for the cup. But in the words of institution, the ones we, found, we find in the Gospel of Luke, and in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, we just find that Jesus gave thanks, and in the same manner with the cup. But the prayer was unwritten. And the reason was because everybody knew what the prayer was. The, everybody who was in the early church, they were mostly converted Jews. And so they already knew the Passover ritual. They had been through every everyone annually through their whole life. So they didn't need to write down that so that's why when I would give uh, the communion, when it comes to that portion, I do say the prayers, a prayer of thanks, at those places, because we don't know them. It's unwritten. We don't, we don't have them spelled out. It's much the same way that, in normally in our bulletins, we don't have the Lord's Prayer and Apostles' Creed written out. We do now, because. We expect everyone to know it. It's unwritten. I mean, we've learned the Lord's Prayer since we were way, way, little. But you know, that can be a hindrance for someone who's coming here new, who may not be, have been raised a Christian. And could you imagine if they're sitting in the congregation, uh, they're watching us long line and comes to the Lord's Prayer and it's not written out? Oh, well, this is... Some secret thing that only those who are in the know know. It's always things that we should be thinking about. What kind of things do we do here at church that are unwritten but we expect everyone to know? Again, that new person coming in might find that as a hindrance. They may not come back or check us out the next time. Are there any specific unwritten rules here at First Presbyterian Church of St. Albans? You know, who does what? Who who, who turns the, the temperature down in the morning to make this fellowship hall the, the right temperature? Who's supposed to contact whom about such and so and this and that? In the CE storage room, Is the pastor responsible for my faith? Is the pastor responsible for getting to know me? Our worship style and order, is it always supposed to be the way it is? These are all some of the unwritten rules here at First Presbyterian Church St. Albans. And there are plenty more. And now uh, we get new unwritten that govern us, that are unwritten but kind of expected now, now that we have this pandemic with the coronavirus. And these unwritten rules constrain us even more. How do we be a church at a time when we're supposed to be masked and keeping special social distancing? How do do we show the relationship and the love of Christ when we have to be quiet and keep apart? Well, just because we've never done this before and they are unwritten, I mean, you won't find in the book of order, you won't find in the church manual how to handle these kinds of situations because it's new. Well, we we can't have meals together, but maybe, maybe in the future, we can have like a tailgate party. We have a pretty substantial parking lot. That might be possible. We can't invite the pastor inside our house, but possibly on our porch. Maybe they might be outside, we might be inside, separated by a screen. Worship still might be for a while and quiet, uh, with no singing or no corporate sharing of prayers. Maybe you have a special hymn or a special prayer you'd like to have incorporated into into worship. Mary Ellen would be a good contact if you'd like to hear a hymn, a particular hymn coming up. Or if you'd like to offer to be a liturgist. We'll check Mary Ellen. And how do we do Wednesday Night Live? Again, with, with classes, we had uh, a lot of good classes going and we were successful, excuse me, were, we were successful in the fall uh, doing some with Zoom and the adult class continued through into summer. That is still doable. Uh, the same way with the little story time. Until summer and the, the number of people leaving, little little's story time was working okay with the Zoom. P- the adults would come and pick up little packets with craft to share with their children and then they would do the Zoom for the story time. That still can be done. And the same way, uh, Kathy Maddy is has a good, good ideas for Sunday school for the fall, again using Zoom with, with uh, uh, class material that goes home with our kids. So until we hear more from the scientists, we, we hear more from the success of our doctors with finding an acceptable vaccine or Safe way to give us antibodies against the pandemic. This is the way it's going to be. It's again, it's unexplored territory. It's unwritten. We have to be inventive in a way to be to find ways to be church in this time. Now, something that isn't unwritten, but I'm I want to make make plain about. My, uh, this is my last Sunday here, and what this will mean for me and the future with this congregation. It's been the policy of the Presbyterian Church and of the Presbyterian West Virginia that a former pastor, which would include interims, should not have any contact with the former church for up to a year after they leave. There's a lot of good reasons for that. You will have a new pastor. You will need to get used to them. They will need to get used to you, like I have just said. There's things for both of you to learn. And if you would lean on me for a funeral, a wedding, some other special event, that's not being good for anyone. So I'm, I'm hoping that you will pay attention to that. Uh, if there are, is some sort of a special service, I will sneak in and sneak out, but I'm not going to be participating in the service itself unless there's some extreme uh, situation. Now, if we meet in, in public in a store or whatever, I will gladly talk about anything and everything except for the church and the pastor. That's going to be off limits. Where we can talk, we can talk about anything else. Now to the most important part, the, the, the moral of the story that we have in the, the parables this morning. Both of the parables that Jesus shares, the tiny, tiny little mustard seed, and the yeast hidden within the flour, are really talking about a small, minute beginning becoming large and overwhelming and ending with success kind of something that isn't normally expected. And I know you've, I I didn't want to bring a mustard seed today because you've all seen, I don't know how many children's sermons, children's messages about mustard seeds. So I I didn't need to bring it, but you know, it's three millimeter seed that grows to a plant that's about 10 foot tall. And the yeast is microscopic, you can't see an individual yeast cell unless they're grouped together like we would find if you open a package of yeast. However, it's interesting especially about the yeast itself and the, the parable of the yeast. The most amazing thing, and it honestly didn't strike me until I was in seminary we were studying this, how much flour does the woman use to add the yeast to? The scripture says, a bushel of flour. Did you ever think about that? A bushel of flour? A bushel. A bushel of flour. takes what, three, four cups for a loaf of bread? A bushel of flour. Some people said that was an estimate. The amount she was making would feed about 100 to 125 people. Now she probably used a quarter cup of yeast. So still comparatively, a bushel of flour so a quarter cup of yeast it's still a small amount can you imagine what a bushel of yeast looks like after it's proofed could you imagine the volume I know the first time Jan made bread at home she put it in a deep well on, a, on an oven and we came back about an hour later and it looked like volcano of
1: lava
0: <laughs> that flowed up and out of the deep well and over the top of the stove and onto the floor. A bushel, a bushel of flour proof would be an amazing amount. Feeding a hundred people. These are the kind of things that surprise us about the parable. Jesus is talking about amazing things happening from little starts, from minute beginnings. But we have to remember that neither the farmer with the mustard seed or the woman with the yeast are not the champions in these parables. Remember, Jesus couched these parables by saying, the kingdom of heaven is like. God is the champion in every way in every aspect in these parables. God is the one who is bringing forward the gain and the success and the growth. God is the one who's taking the yeast, have you ever tasted yeast? And made it palatable by mixing it with bread, with with, uh, flour, excuse me, to make bread. God is the champion in these parables. However, as Jesus always does, said, even though we think we have no part, we have we we have no hope in, in helping God's kingdom in every way. We are just like the planter. We are just like that woman plant putting the yeast in the dough. We are Involved in the planting, the mixing, the the present in the spreading. We may not be the heroes that God is, but we are still expected to be necessary in God's plan. We do what we do, even the tiny bit, and God can mushroom it into something so much better and greater. That's your still story here at First Presbyterian Church St. August you still are that mushrooming potential right here you will have that opportunity coming this fall this winter, this coming spring when, and when things turn around and the ideas, the new things, the small changes you make now Will just blossom and grow. That is what is coming. Keep at it with your prayers, with your love, with your hope, with your joy. Amen. 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 If you would, let us uh, join together again silently with the affirmation of faith using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Catholic Church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting Amen Now let us take this time uh, for those at home click on that uh, code on the screen or go to our website and you can make your offering online, we appreciate that we appreciate those who dropped in the uh, offering bowl, the special offering bowl today. Did you see that, Jack? Rescued us this morning. Uh, we're glad that we are continuing to uh, keep the, uh, the lights on, the cooling on, and the ministry going forward here at First Presbyterian Church. If you would let us join the, together in prayer, and you can see in the bulletin the names of those that are Seeking our prayers or needing our prayers, we can come together as we share. Let us pray. Righteous Lord, we thank you that we are here gathered, coming to know. More about you, and our position, our place, our purpose. Help us find those seeds and the yeast. Help us discover the small ways in which we can integrate ourselves into your plan. Lord, let our let us overflow the the proofing bowl. And with your spirit, spread your love and your hope to all. Continue to be with this church, Lord, in its uh, continued search for new pastoral leadership. We thank you for the blessings you extend, for the hope you and keep lifting up, and for the confidence that endures. We ask you to be with all those who... Uh, are seeking your blessings. Continue to save those who are suffering. We think of all the families of those who are uh, in hospital, whether it's for the COVID-19 or any other situation. Lord, give them your healing. Protect those who take care of them. Give them your blessings. We are grateful for Mike Clark's successful back surgery. We are uh, hoping that in the next six weeks he, uh, his pain recedes and his, uh, his uh, future physical therapy will lead him to be taller, walk straighter, and to be joyful. We ask that you uh, continue to be with Jack as he uh, seems to be doing quite well, uh, joining all the others in our congregation who have been through similar surgeries. Continue to give them your peace. We continue to ask prayers for Kathy Weed's father, Larry, and his uh, uh, his, his care centers locked down because of uh, an aid discovered with COVID. Continue to be a blessing and a, a re- retreat for those who find your sustenance, your hope, your help. Continue to be uh, to break into Kathy's life too and give her assurances as well. Continue to be with all those in this congregation who seek to be and to know you, to show your love and even those small ways they think are inconsequential, but we know, Lord, with your joy, with your strength, with your wisdom and your courage, and with your amazing love, that little start, that little bit can be magnified to your glory and to the concurrence and the continuation of the kingdom of the Lord. Be with us, Lord. Help us to worship you in all the unlikely places and the unlikely ways. Continue to break in on us in those small ways, And grow within us your power of the Spirit, your resurrection hope. We pray all this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who continues to be joyful in the way we give, the way we offer, the way we seek. And help us, Lord, in remembering that prayer in which he taught us when he prayed. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And let us join together in our final hymn, again, as a meditation, Be Thou My Vision. For those of us who are Welsh, take heart. Do the benediction. What I'm going to propose is that we'll start with a, a prayer, open our congregational meeting, and then we'll use the benediction as the closing prayer. If that would be okay with you, so let us let us uh, pray. Let us join together. Lord, we thank you for this congregation, the First Presbyterian Church, St. Albans, and for its gathered saints here, present and online. We ask that you give and guide them in their decision. We ask your blessings upon uh, your servant, Andy. Now give us your grace, your attention. Amen and amen. Uh, This congregational meeting is called for one purpose, and that is to uh, elect Andy Pease to session for the be the class of 2023. Uh, her name has uh, been uh, placed before before you. does not need a second. Are there any other nominations from the floor? Peggy Peggy Young is going to no? know. <laughs> hearing hearing none. Is there a motion to uh, elect ADPs as elders? We have, we have the motion, we, is there a sec- we have a second. Uh, any discussion? Are you ready to vote? All those in favor, please raise your right hand. All those opposed, raise your left hand. I'm going to announce it was unanimous. We'll see what's online later. <laughs> we'll add to the count. Uh, because we have no other business, that concludes the end of the congregational meeting. Uh, is there a motion to to end the meeting? I see a, mo- a motion and a second. Uh, actually, a motion to uh, adjourn. Does not need a second. All those in favor say aye.
1: <laughs> All those
0: opposed, just stay seated. Let, let us uh, join together in prayer. Lord, we thank you for the blessings you have given us. We thank you for the leadership you have extended us. Continue to be with Andy in her, her new journey as elder, joining the others as we continue to seek and lead. Give them your blessings, your courage, your hope. In all these things, we, we say that, and we bless the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen god bless
2: Staying for just a brief moment here, Uh, we we certainly uh, have to give Doug a proper send-off. He's been with us two and a half years. Uh, uh, Yeah, just uh, just shy of two and a half years. And um, if anybody else has a special remembrance they want to share, you know, please feel free to come on up. But let me share mine. Um, You know, it's people say the most important time and place for a pastor is a Sunday morning uh, when he gets up to preach. And that's important, but I don't think that's the most important time for a pastor. In two successive years, June of twenty eighteen, you don't know, you know this. Right, yeah. In June of twenty nineteen, I was here, home alone. Kathy was in Florida, uh, having uh, taking care of her parents and visiting. And in both Junes, I had to have emergency surgery. Uh, one nearly life threatening. Um, and when I came out of the anesthesia and whatever, out of the fog, I opened my eyes, and who's there but Pastor Doug Jenkins? And it meant so much to me, and it meant so much to Kathy. Um, and, and some other parish members uh, uh, Gloria Williams was there the first year, and uh, uh, Mark and Mary Jo Swartz, and, and then last year it was uh, Adam Greathouse and another friend of mine. And, you know, a lot of us have been in that situation where we came in within, you know, a hair's breadth of losing our life. And to open your eyes after an experience like that and have your pastor standing there praying over you uh, means a lot, it meant a lot to me. Um, so this year, Doug said, he looked at me, I think this is in March when all the COVID stuff started. He goes, Mark, please don't go on a vacation in June. <laughs> I mean, keep Kathy at home in June. So we prevented another June disaster this year. Uh, like I say, if anybody else has any special remembrances and want to give us up and, and pay tribute to Doug, you can do it from the floor or, or come up here. But I just want to thank you on behalf of my family and on behalf of my church family. Uh, you've been a, a godsend to us, a blessing. We love you very much. Um, we appreciate what you've done for us and how you've guided us. And, and um, God bless you and Jan and your family as you go forward. And, and I know we can't, you know, ask you for any official duties, anything, but please keep in touch. We love you, and, and you're a part of our lives, and uh, don't be a stranger. God bless you, Doug. Now, <clears throat> Debbie Duvall has uh, something on behalf of all of us. think
1: you. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, oh. That what? That oh, that is for me. <laughs>
0: retirement, yeah, retirement I, you know, that's still hitting me. So, <laughs> hmm. Pastor Doug, refresh, relax, reflect, renew, rejuvenate, most of all enjoy. Thank you for all that you have done for us. You will be greatly missed. Grateful congregation. Uh and I re- return that seven, Not sentiment. <laughs> sentiment. <laughs> the other would be dirty, wouldn't is not derivative. Mary I didn't make it, no. You didn't make it. <laughs> I was going to credit you. Um, I've just forgotten. Jamie
1: Miller.
0: Dolly New Rivers, and it went from Charleston through to uh, Portsmouth, Ohio, and then through across Ohio, curving up to basically where Fort Wayne, Indiana, is, and then curved down what is now the Wabash River into the Mississippi. Two hundred fifty thousand years ago. Well, I was born in London, Ohio, which is right in the middle of the Pace River Valley in Ohio. So, <laughs> this is sort of home. Thank you for everything. Thank yeah. you.